take a few minutes. If you can, uh, just close your eyes. Just, just follow the instructions. Just close your eyes right now. And you can thank him. First, just waking us up this morning. can see that your loved ones, mothers and fathers can see their children. Husband and wives can see each other. Just something real simple. Then you can look at them and see the condition that they're in. They're healthy. I'm not doing this to remind you of something. I'm just trying to bring you into an understanding I'm not forcing you but God he, he's pumping your heart right now I mean right now that's not you just the little things you can thank him for the shelter that you have think about the people that are in Texas right now and y'all know there's one coming this way what what if that's us what if that's our time it could be some families are being separated and the water is contaminated I mean look at you this morning you went and took a shower and got water out of your freezer, not a thought. Why them and not us? Oh, man. Just something to bring in focus. And a lot of times we, we miss and get caught up in the music. We miss the connection. It is available for us. don't have any place to sleep out there homes and lives and stuff seem to be ruined but it's only things but families let's pray for those families keep them together pray for the people who are opening up their homes their businesses to house people Let them see the real believer, real Christian, not this religious sect of people who say one thing and do another. Come on, let's be real. Let's let the world see that we truly do love them. It's not about judgmental. Let's you judge yourself first. to reflect on the goodness of God. Even in that situation, he's still good. I'm going to show you. 
think about those families. That could be us. No one's going to work. There's no money being made. How can they purchase things? I mean, think about this. You can just go right to the ATM. People asking, where is God? He's still there. He's counting on us. Will you just at least pray for them? And families, I mean, I saw this one this man lost his mother and father and four of their kids in a car. Imagine how distraught he is. He felt he couldn't do anything. He survived. Let's not be selfish. He's still a good God. He's a just God. I just want us, if we're going to worship, let's Let's do it in the full totality of who we are. We're truly believers and we're truly blessed. And it's time for us to be a blessing. That's the only reason that you are blessed is to be a blessing. Amen. Glory to the most high God. I just want us to not lose perspective. Let's really think. lot of us are in here and people are praising God and some of us may not understand what it, why is they like this and what is because the song was simply saying you don't know nor do you have understanding of what he's done for me and some people it does it does this is why some people are loud this is why some people are even quiet I mean some of them can be, maybe they can't even be uttered. But what he wants you to do is get to a point where you recognize that it's him. See, most of us are designed to receive, and we don't understand that. I'm going to help us with a little bit that this morning. to not lose perspective of why we gather and why we come to assemble. There's so many things out there and I'm listening to people and misinterpret scripture. The Bible says call no one father. Call no one teacher. This is, this is and how we misrepresent the scriptures. You don't need a pastor. But the Bible says there are many teaching, but they are, they're teaching. So I guess my daughter can't call me father. See, just misunderstanding scripture. Well, pastor isn't mentioned, but one time in the New Testament. And then it's a gift. Hello, did you hear what you just said? Well, if it's a pastor, a pastor means he has sheep. He has shepherd, right? These are the people who don't go to church. You know why? Because they have an issue with authority. 
they have an issue with submission. Called on one father. How you do that? I just want to know, are the men building? <laughs> are the men building? What have you been building in the last 48 hours? Talking directly to the men. What have you been building? Men are builders. Men of builders, what have you been building in the last 48 hours? You've been building your relationship. That's what's important. Have you been building your relationship? Men, have you been building your relationship with your wives? Men are builders. Men lay down the foundation. Have you identified, you know, a flaw in your family? See, men identify too. Have you identified what's wrong with my child? What's wrong? Then now you got to start to build. When you see something, what have you been building? My wife represents the walls, as I told you. So the wall has to sit on the foundation, which is me, the husband. All right. All right. The wife sits on the foundation of me. What kind of relationship? Man. See, if we don't build a good relationship, we won't see the need like of the people in Texas. Because all we can see is our need. Foundation is real important. How sturdy and solid that foundation is will determine how sturdy and solid the walls will stand. And what you've been building. What you've been building. What you've been building, man. What you've been building. Have you been building your relationship? Have you been cultivating your relationship with God first? Not your wife first. God first. I'm going to show you that in scripture real quick. You're building. You're a natural born builder. Man, I, I was building my daughter yesterday. You don't mind I talk about it. You don't mind, do you? you don't mind. Can I give y'all an example? Can I help? I mean, can I, can I help y'all? Can I help you? You know, you can build your family. Men can build their family and they don't have kids. Y'all want to know how? Y'all men want to know how? Who don't have children? <laughs> I didn't hear that one. I guess they don't want to know. Do y'all want to know? If you don't have no kids, do you want to know how to build and you don't have any kids? <laughs> All right. Men that don't have kids. Or, well, I'm going to talk to them first. Do you want to build your family? Yes, you want to know build your family, right? Yes, sir. right. See? Well, before you build anything, you have to have a plan. Before you build anything, you got to have some plans. Before you build anything, you got to have some plans. 
Okay. So you can't build if you don't have no plans. Moses had plans when he built the, ta- uh, the tabernacle. He did. He sure did when he built it. Direct download. And if you read it, you'll see the intricacy, how well it was built in the destruction. He called for the artisans, the skilled craftsmen. See, as a father, you got to be a skilled craftsman. You got to have wisdom. You, can't, you can be rich as you want, but if you don't have wisdom, you will not survive. You need to have wisdom to build. Hell, you have to have wisdom to build. Got to have the know-how. You got to be the foreman. All right? <laughs> got to be the foreman. See, I'm building right now. See, so if you don't have kids and you're and you building a family, because you're married, you want to have a family. That means you, eventually you want to have a You need a plan. You need something to go by. Right? So that's what we're doing. When I come and I talk to the men, this is what I'm doing. I'm teaching you how, how to do something you don't know how to do. Okay, what's your blueprint? Your father should have been your blueprint. So if you don't have a father, then how do you know how to read the plan? So how can you make it? How can you make this thing sturdy and it's all right? Right? You don't have the, if you don't see the father is so important. So I'm building. I'm, sometimes you got to tear down some things and build up some things again, right? First, you got to tear down. So if you didn't have a father that was active in your life and you can't, when you think of who is my role model and he don't come to mind, wrong blueprint. There should be something that you see in you, men, of your father. Sorry to say, but sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Some bad blueprints. Nothing to follow. This is why it's important to read. So if I can't read those prints, I can come over here where some good prints are. Turn them pages over. Yes. You can't build a family on your previous blueprint if you didn't have a father. It says many teachers, but few fathers. What's wrong but our families are the fathers. The husbands have to be in position. They can't grow. Amen? Amen. All right. So, fathers are encouragers too. Can I go in there? You're building, <laughs> you're building this, this home, right? You laid down the foundation. You're building this home, right? You have to you have to have the crew on one accord. Alright. You have to have the crew That's members good. on one accord. That's right, you the foreman, that foreman sees. Right? Alright. You, you gotta build this thing. Y'all stay right here. She's just she connecting with me. She connecting with me. Amen. That's right. That's right. You got to build. So you build it. Amen. Amen. That's right. Some of us got some bad foundations. Some of you have some bad formants. You got some bad formants. And what happens is we take, if we don't rally the team, 
We take forever to build the house. Okay. So your home, Eric, your home is your house. That's your family is your house. Okay? It's your house. I mean, at some point you have to inspect your house. Right? But, but the, that's right, you got to inspect everything. I'm trying to help y'all how to build. See, but the builder always, listen, he has a team. I have an architect. I have an electrician. I have a plumber. I have a roofer. I have all these elements working together to build this shelter. And as a man, that's you. And as a man. See, what happened? Most of us as men don't, still don't know how to be the builder first you need to be here to learn Amen. how to build if you didn't have that father because that's what I represent right you say you had to call me father that's not it that's see that's religious stuff and people just don't know how to read the word and interpret the word they use their own interpretation of what the scriptures each matter of fact no one scripture can stand on its own it interprets itself so it doesn't need you to interpret it it will interpret itself no other book can do that it interprets itself if i found it there then i should find it here and it should support here and have some other scriptures that support it here what happens is that we don't know how to read the blueprint That's right. Well, Holy Spirit has to lead you. He said he'll lead you into all righteousness. Same people that are saying you don't need a pastor saying that Holy Spirit will teach you. Well, you didn't see the scripture says forsaken not to assembling yourselves together. Then you quote the scripture that, you know, the seven churches. Well, if there were seven churches, then they had some leaders. That's leadership. Everybody won't just rule in themselves. That's called lawlessness. That's what the world wants to return back to. Lawlessness. Let no one tell you what to do. See, that's what a lot of men have an issue with that. Another man telling him what to do. Well, if I'm wrong, don't somebody, don't you want somebody to tell you right? Isn't that right? If you're wrong, don't you want somebody to tell you right? If I'm wrong, if I'm going into the fire, hell, you don't have to do that. Close the door and go around this way. Why you want me to just walk through the fire? Right? That doesn't make sense. Men, that don't make sense, do it. That don't make sense. Right? You, you don't, you're driving but don't know where you're going. You're driving but you don't know where you're going. But somebody knows how to get there. You might want to follow the person that knows how to get there. Right? See, I'm helping my daughter get on the right road map. See, y'all... Is this what's wrong with men? A lot of men are on the wrong roadmap. They're, they're reading the wrong plan. Fatherhood is so important. God created you as a father. Yes. That means a leader. Yes. That means one that has wisdom. Ain't it right, Greg? I was talking to my son back there today. I said, what I'm teaching you is not for her. I said, and I'm going to share it with him, Greg. I said, you go home and you teach them. What I'm teaching you. Come 
What I teach him in private, the thing that I teach him, what I'm sharing with him, is that you go home and you teach them. You don't have to take her. She don't have to go here. You take her there. You do. Ain't that father? <sighs> and what is going to make him accelerate his growth Women, what's going to make Greg accelerate his growth is that he is submitted. Listen, not to me, to God. He's submitted to God. Now he understands my position in his life. When God want to do something new in your life, he bring new people in your life. Why would I use the same old people who are not doing anything? I want to bring somebody new into your life. But you got to receive me. You have to receive me in your life. Just like your, your son, your, your son is not equal to you. He's your son. He's your son. But he's not equal to who you are. You're the father. He can never be above you. And, and what I'm talking about is position. Amen. He could go up and be smarter, wiser, but it's the honor that, you, that he shows you. That has nothing to do. Matter of fact, that generation should go on. Amen. That's why Jesus said, greater works than you should do than I. Yes. See? See? But you're not greater than him. Ah. Even though your works may be greater. Ah. See, this is what we don't understand. It's the order of things. And if you would submit your will to God, your life will change. Yeah. It will be in alignment yeah. to the will of God now. Yeah. Not the will of who put your name in the blank. Yeah. That's all Gray's going to do. He don't have to be the most smart, intelligent person at all. But if his heart and he's willing to change, God can use you mightily. Guess what? For your family. All you got to do is submit. And you'll grow. That's my position in your life. That position not to abuse you. That position not to uh, misuse you. That position is to lead you. That's my job. Most men have an issue with another man or submitting. This is why, this is why when your kids get like 16 or 15, the boys are smelling themselves. They, they try to challenge you. It is going to happen. They, they try to challenge you. Okay. All right. I could put the daughters in there too. They try to challenge you. All right. See, but they don't understand the position. It's not your time nor your turn. Stay in the holster. So, <laughs> but it will be a time, right? Because he, see, now he starts to think on his own. Now he's trying to build. Before he's ready to build. You know, my son left at 17 and he wasn't finished building. I wasn't finished instructing him how to build and how to be a husband. So now his road is hard. See? So when you come here and I'm trying to teach you something, 
See, if you just listen, yes. your road won't be hard. Yes. Yes, know your marriage. Please, your marriage. No. <laughs> marriage is easy. Marriage, marriage is not hard. I come against every lying spirit to say marriage is hard. It's only hard when you're selfish. That's when marriage is hard. When it's about you and about only me, that's when marriage is hard. And it's nothing to fear. He that finds a wife finds a good thing with favor with, with God and man. That means you can get promotion. Things that happen for you on your job. And it don't seem just. But because you are honoring your relation, covenant relationship with your wife. Okay. My divorce papers showed up when the lawyer office was not even open. Because I wanted, at one point, I said, I'm never getting married. Ever again. I said it. And when I said it, I meant it. But God, but boy, when I heard that word that I was supposed to be married, I'm supposed to do this, and, and it's right in God's eye. Man, the paper showed up, and the people said, how did it come? We don't even know. The lawyer's out of town. How did the paper show up? Uh, See, but you won't believe this. It's supernatural. Uh, it showed up. Amen. And everything, yeah, on the weekend, how it showed up in their mailbox. <laughs> no, because I decided... That I wasn't going to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to do, live the way God wanted me to live. If I'm married, then I need to honor my wife. Amen. Not use and abuse her. For my own needs. Y'all know that's what men do. Mm -hmm. All right. See, I got a witness right there. Uh -huh. See, these are the things that you need to hear. Amen. These are the things you need to hear. So I'm, I'm building. See, as a father, um, and, and seeing in the grandfatherhood is a whole nother level. See, but the, the more kids you have, the more you're able to see. I don't, y'all don't get it. The more you're able to see. <laughs> I'm not telling y'all to go out and have a bunch of kids. Well, I'm talking about in my offspring. I'm talking about my offspring. <laughs> the pregenitors. I'm talking about you get to see them have kids and then you get to see more because of their kids and their kids and their kids. Amen? Amen. I'm not having any more. All right. Thank you. I'm not doing no more. I got 40 right here. That's it. I do. And I, and I didn't understand when I said, oh, God, I wanted, I wanted daughters. I didn't understand it. I thought, you know, most of the time you think it's a natural daughter, but it's not. I got daughters. And this is what he gave me, not knowing that that's what's in my call. Right? Then sons, you, you're going to have son, daughters, you got to have some sons. That's right. You, oh, you do. You got to have a balance. So, as a, as a father and a grandfather, I'm helping your men right now. Okay? Don't fight it. Stop. You need to move forward. Don't, don't be that good husband. Because you got a good wife. Be that good husband, Dalton. Be it. My God, you got me. Yeah, I'm just saying, a woman of God? Oh, wait a minute. A woman to put up with my stuff? Woo, that's a good woman. Because <laughs> the men, we can carry some baggage too. This is why it's important. I'm trying to help the men. <laughs> I know that's right. It ain't all the women's fault. Hell, it ain't all the women's fault. It's us. We can carry, we can carry some stuff. But most of us are hurt because 
There was no prominent father figure in our lives to teach us, to show us, to really show us how to love that wife, which is very important. You cannot, you can't go beyond what your knowledge is or what your, your experience is. You can't go beyond that. So here it pushes you. It pushes the man to go further in the intimacy with God, which allowed you to be more intimate with your wife and the people that are uh, in your circle. Amen. See, and then men are supposed to be men of influence. You know why? Because we're leaders. We like to drive. See, and I'm not talking about a car. I'm talking about direction. Uh, see, a man isn't not a man if he don't know where he's going. He don't know the direction he's going. You know why? I'm told you, wrong blueprint. Wrong blueprint. That man, he don't like to ask. But he need to ask. That's what the problem is. He don't ask. The Bible said you have not because you ask not. See? I'm lost. Well, you're lost because you don't want to know where to go. Yeah, I know. Revelation. Abraham asked God, would you want not destroy if you could find ten righteous, five righteous, one righteous? You, you got to ask. He didn't just assume. Y'all men don't, y'all, y'all. So I'm redirecting and I'm rebuilding a relationship that need, that's needed. My granddaughters and your daughters really need something. I'm, I'm telling y'all as men, you, you, you have to have affection for your daughters. The right affection. The right affection. All right, now. So listen, real quick. Teacher, can I go real quick? I know you're ready. She's ready to go. But it's just needed. Just needed. Scarcely had I passed them when I found him whom my soul loves. I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him unto my mother's house and into the chambers of her who conceived me. Like, what is that? What is he saying? Y'all know that Psalm of Solomon. What's he saying? What is, the, what is the main point of this scripture? What is he saying? I'm going to help you real quick. I like teaching that. I'm going to tell you from the beginning. This is about a hug. Oh, see, now, I see the of God. I just love the interaction. <laughs> Don, this is what we do. We interact with the word. It's interactive. It's good. You know. Listen to this. Scarcely had I passed them when I found him who my soul loves. I held him. There's the hug. And would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house. And into the chamber of her who conceived me. That's Solomon 3, 4. But seven times in the Bible talks about uh, clinging. I told y'all the word devakut means to cling. Right? Say it. Devakut. Means to cling. Okay. It's different. Different type. Seven times the Bible talks about clinging into the Lord. One search is in Deuteronomy 10, 
20. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, whom shalt thou serve, and to whom shalt thou cleave, and swear by his name. Here it is interesting that this note is commanded to be fear the Lord first. Hmm. And put him first in everything. Come on, this is how you build, man, when you put God first in everything. See, you don't understand, when you do that, it really, it, it encompasses your family when you serve God first. Amen. Men. See, so it's, it's automatic. It's what's attached to you and your obedience to God is what we don't see. See, what we hear, if Pastor tell you to do something, ask you to do something, you see me. That's the problem. You just see me. You don't see God saying it to you through me. That's the issue because you want to hear God for yourself. At this point, some of us really can't hear God. Not correctly. And you can see in how you respond and you can see how your life is that you're not hearing correctly. Okay? But you've got an opportunity. The father teaches the son how to talk. How to communicate. Right? Okay. Father teaches you the same thing. Okay. Here we go. His communication is his word. Okay. The word cleave or devakut. It's not like a parasitic. It's not like clinging parasitically, you know, like a leech, a virus. That's a good word right there, leech. Okay. It's, 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 it's a hug. But the word devakut in this passage in the Bible, in the Hebrew, you'll find it. It has, listen, this is why you have to know some, you do have to study um, some language thing. It has a tall prefix. This indicates a future tense, right? That something is going to happen. See, most of us, a lot of times we read the word, but we don't really understand. You know, we just read it in our Western mindset. Brings, and it's going to be, you're going to be limited on your understanding of the word because you don't understand the, the, the Aleph Tav, the alphabet of Hebrew. This is why it's good to have a teaching ministry to help you, Okay. So it teaches you that uh, it puts it it puts it in the right syntax. Syntax is just the arrangement of words in a language to make it clear to you. The syntax of it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So a lot of times we read it, we read it out of context. So the syntax put it in the proper order of the language. Right, Al? So I got some linguists in here. All right. So really, if you read that scripture that I gave you in Deuteronomy 10, 20, that thou, it should read, thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, serve him, and then you will hug him. <laughs> That's how it should read. That's right. You will fear the Lord, and then you will hug him. Okay. Hugs only come after learning how to fear the Lord and serving him. You can't just believe them. You got to serve them. <laughs> the first thing, the immediate thing is the touch. That's the immediate thing. Listen to this. I mean, listen, y'all. So you have a child. Y'all, I'm just getting with you right here. So you have a child, newborn child. 
you can feed that child, you know, you can change the diapers, you can take them, get a check them, all that. You can do all these things for that child. But if that child is not hugged and shown affection, it will die. That's right. Oh, that's so good. So you got some nurses in here. So, so did y'all hear that? That child that you just fed, you did all these things for, but if it's not hugged and if it's not touched and shown affection, it will die. Isn't that something? It's powerful in the touch of that mother. That's right. But check this out, teacher. Yeah, check this out. But the same thing in the spiritual. If you're not hugged, affectionately in prayer with your father guess what you will die spiritually you will die so you got a lot of dead people in church praise them not that's really good see that's how scripture is supposed to do right there it's supposed to come back and that can't stand on it by itself isn't that something same thing with the spiritual world if you don't receive hugs from god you're his children. You're born again. You will die spiritually. Isn't that something? No, that's why. See, it don't take a whole lot to praise God when you really understand that. Okay, all right. See, most of us are used to this type of love. Your team about to win. You, you play the video game you, and you won. You jump up, y'all start hugging folks. Isn't that right? Your team won, you start hugging folks. There you do. There you do. You make contact somehow. But that's not Deva Koo. That's not a clinging. That's not an intimate. And see, most of us hug. That's what it is. It's more parasitic. It's not an intimate hug. It's not heartfelt. It's not life-giving. It's not life-giving. See, your hug is supposed to bring life. Like that child will die. That's interact. And you should interact. When you hear the word, you should interact. It bears witness with you. All right? It's different levels, different levels. So if you're hugging me and I don't feel it, then that's not a hug. Okay? All right, I'm, I'm almost finished. Yeah, I'm almost finished. So in Matthew 6, 6, and it says, thou, it says, but when thou prayers into thy closet and when thou hast shut the door pray thy father which is in secret and the father which is in secret shall reward you or reward thee openly in the Aramaic the word uh, closet is tawana okay it is equal in here in the Hebrew as tava which means to put a boundary or cover over so, many uh, believe that the, the actual closet is your prayer shawl. So, a lot of times you see the Jews and they have their prayer shawl on. Same thing, um, side note from the prayer shawl. Listen to the same guys last night talking about you don't need a pastor, you don't need this, you don't need that and all that. Because you got a simple problem. I can go right to them and say, where was your father? I can go to him and say, this is what it was with your father. Because you don't believe, you don't understand the authority of God or the lordship of God. I told you all about false teachers, didn't I? I was just teaching you all about that. Sound just like it. Just listen long enough and you'll hear it. 
Told you that on Friday about false teachers. Yeah. All right. It's a hard one. So the, the guy's like, I'm offended. I threw it away because, uh, you know, it, it had a Jewish star on it. It had the star of David on it. Yes, most all of them do. I'm... Look at anyone in here. They got it on there. All right. So this is what. See, I'm telling you, this is why you got to be careful. Because everybody is spewing stuff. It doesn't line up with the word. So in the same in the same image, what the enemy does is take anything of God and he will corrupt it. So he said, I threw away my prayer shawl because it had the star of David on it. But you out teaching over the Internet, all kind of stuff. But I threw it away because it had a star of David on it. Don Shamor has probably the best teaching on the star of David and how the corruption came in. Goes all the way back to Solomon too. But then you get the, you get the, you get the people, you get um, uh, the Masons who take it or Illuminati or whoever else and take it and corrupt it. So when I'm like, okay, well, okay, Holy Spirit. So if that's the truth, okay, it say that is right. Okay, so what about the stars? You can't throw them away? Because the enemy used the stars for astrology. So what are you going to do, throw the stars away? See, see how it don't make sense? See, you got to be able to understand man, nonsense, and God's purpose. So he takes the stars and corrupt the stars. And now you're reading, I'm a Taurus, I'm a Libra, I'm a Capricorn. You're reading all the wrong things. Just like you can read the word and read it wrong. God placed the stars there. It tells his story. See, then if you read the book of Enoch, you'll find out that the fallen angels, they taught these types of things. That's right. But we won't, but the church tell you don't read it. What I'll tell you is which one to read. You don't just read all of them. But, you know, if your pastor's not there, then what can he help you with? So, so see, that destroys that. You can't say that. You can take anything. They pervert the cross. Okay, because the, the devil wants to turn the cross up and down. Do you throw your cross away? Do you? See, see this is what, see how we, we misinterpret. No wisdom, no understanding. Well, that's it. He done turned the cross up down. I'll never think of the cross no more. I'll throw it away. No, what you don't want is the one with Jesus on it because he's off the cross. He's not on there no more. He's risen. Okay, okay, I'm finished. All right. All right, so normally with the prayer shawl, that means that, um, that he's wearing it normally because it signifies that he's in, the, um, he's in his prayer closet, Right? And that he wants to be alone. Nothing like want to have that hug alone. So really what the Jews are saying that he's seeking a hug from God when he has his pressure on. Because that's when the intimacy comes. In prayer. Okay. All right. I'm going to leave you all alone. Funny about a hug. When you ain't seen your spouse in a long time or a friend, what's the first thing you're going to do? Why? It's communication. It's communication so much and no words have to be spoken. 
your body and their body is talking. Your heart and their heart is meeting together. I love you, and I just come and give you a hug. Oh, man. Just like the yada yada hand in hand, right? They say that the hand to heart represents the hand to heart. That's why you hold hands. Heart beating together. See, it just so much we just missing. I'm trying to help y'all. Because teacher got something awesome for y'all in this teaching, man. Come on, teacher. Um, hold on. I got to do Old and New Testament right quick. I'm gone. She's going to get me. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. She's going to get me, and I know. But y'all got to give her a little extra time, so don't put it on. Give her a little extra time afterwards, okay? Don't go to sleep on me. I mean, if I see you sleeping, I'm coming to tap you. All right? She gave me a little extra. She's showing me grace. Please show her some. Amen? Okay. Become the learn. You, you, you don't get this nowhere else. I'm sorry. Last thing. This is what you need to know. But when God, when the enemy meant for evil, right? We heard that all the time. But what was meant for evil, I know God would use it to bring me into harmony with him. See, when the, uh, like all this stuff is happening, the, the evil things happening, God will use that to bring you in harmony with him. That's why, oh my God, y'all don't understand it. He brings it into harmony, star. Things that happen to our, in our lives, God uses that to bring you now into harmony with him. What happens with us, we stay back there. And he's trying to bring it up to the front. And now let me show you daddy. See, see daddy, the father is so important. This is what's wrong with all of us is our father's. I don't care what you say. This is what's wrong. This is what's happening in our lives now, our fathers. So, uh, Star worked out with me yesterday. Y'all know I like to work out. Isn't we worked out. Humble? A teacher? I'm sorry. So, we worked out yesterday. But y'all don't understand what I was doing. That's right. I was building, I was building something that has been broken. I'm talking about relationships. I'm building something with her and showing her something the correct way because she's had too much wrong input. Amen. And most of the time, when it's a father or a person really loves you, we don't know how to receive it. It's hard for us to receive. So we work it out together. We work it out. It's spiritual. It's working out together. It's spiritual. If you really understand it. So we're working out. We, father and daughter. We get to work out. We get to talk. I'm, I'm instructing her how to do it correctly so she don't hurt herself. I'm, I'm helping her build her confidence. I'm helping her that when she holds the weight, that you can hold it. Daddy's right here. He's going to spot you. See, y'all going to understand the dynamic of what's going on here. You see it just as lifting weights. If you see it as just lifting weights, I'm sorry. But I'm laying down a good foundation for her now in her relationships. Her trust of the father. Glory to God. See, y'all, you got to understand that. And her daughters, all I'm showing them, teaching them, all they got to see this. They got to see this. So I, I, we started doing these jumping jacks. We did three sets, 45 seconds, and then 15-second break. 45 seconds, then 15-second break. 45 seconds. 
then 15 second break. That's three times. That's a lot. And you, you're going to be gone. 45 seconds of jumping? That's a long time. So what I told her, she stood, she was behind me. I'm in front of her. I said, I can't see you. I said, no, don't, don't you stop. I have to turn around and stop, right? So I told her, I said, but what I'm telling her, as the whole time we're doing them, I'm telling her, come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. We can do this. We can do this together. So what happened is, it's building her strength and trust in the voice of her father. Of her father. It's no different. Come on, we can do it. It's hard right now. It's like the body don't want to do it. But we're going to do this together. I encourage you. Then I told her the next level is that she might see me faltering. Come on, Dad. I know you're 53, but come on, Dad. You can do it. You push it. See, it's supposed to be an exchange. Now build me up. Now I'm building you up. Now build me up. God, God. See, you got to understand that husband and wives need to do that same thing. I'm slacking. I'm weak over here now. Come on, baby. We can do this. We can live right. We can tie. We can so We can do these things. We can believe God. It's building her, her confidence, her strength. And we look, and we're doing it together. Amen. I sit there and message to her last night. I said, baby, I said, so I said, I feel a real connection with you. She texted me back. She said, I didn't think this would ever happen. And it was like, oh, there's there the whole time. It was never, it was all I had to do is partake of it, stop, baby. It's all right there. That's all you have to do. See, it's the Father. We're working out together. We're building. We're tearing down. We're building confidence. We're pushing each other. No, we're doing this. Come on, baby. You can do this. We finished the workout. We had it done. We sit there. Let the fan blow. We're just sitting there talking, just having a good time. Same thing what I'm trying to do with us in here. Teacher come up and teach. She's doing the same thing. Come on, y'all can do this. We can believe God. We can build this thing. We can tear down these walls. and Let's get this thing right. Any wall that you build by yourself is not good. Any wall that you build by yourself won't stand the test of time. It has to be fortified by the word of God. So when you build a wall, you got these rods that go in. Right? That makes that wall that much more stronger. That rebar. Every time you lay down concrete, every time you lay down, you got to have some rebar in there. It makes it that much sturdier. See, that rebar in the kingdom is prayer. See, that's that rebar. That's a lot of time we just build and we ain't got no rebar. Come on, Old and New Testament. Come on up. I got to stop. Teacher, you. Oh, we're going straight there. Come on. But tonight, go home, read Old New Testament. Read chapter 13 of the love chapter. You'll know. We're going right to it. Glory to God. I want to thank you, teacher. Give me that little time. It was needed. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't the word of God rich? Isn't it rich? I want you to stand up and stretch if you need to. Take a break. I Come mean, on. Because I want, I need you. I need, I need you, you a great. I, I need you, you to be thinking. I need you to be alert. Come on. So stretch, move around for a second or two. That's right. I'm gonna even give some of a mission, even to uh, take a restroom break if you need to. But uh, I really need you a hundred percent on this one. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. But uh, obviously this is a time always to praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God for the richness of the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That word was rich. Hallelujah. Glory to the most high God. For he is good. He is our kingsman redeemer. He has redeemed everything already that has been taken away from you. So that you don't have to wait on it. It has already been redeemed. We just have to claim it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, bless the Lord. I tell you, have a seat. Have a seat. But I, see, you have to do a trick on your, with the flesh. The flesh gets, it's in, in time, so it gets hungry. The flesh gets tired. And the flesh has a voice of its own. It has a mind of its own. And it just wants to tell you what to do. But I tell you, God has done something so awesome in this place today in your life if you can receive it. If you can receive it. If you can receive it. Pastor, I want to thank you. I don't know about you guys, but when I hear the word of God, he must be doing something really different with me because what's happening now and it's good he talked about touch. Because anyone that knows me, I'm not a really, I will physically touch you, but my emotions are not so prevalent on the surface. Amen for those that know me. <laughs> so, oh my God. And it's been happening for, for the past two weeks is that Normally when a person, they feel anxiety, you, you, you feel anxious, and they, they tend to cry, they get emotional sometimes. But for me, it's a sense of a touch from God, a pressing on my heart. And it's been happening for the past two weeks, and I've been very sensitive. I'm like, what is going on? Brother? I mean, brother, you can relate to not being really sensitive, right? And we tend to, for those who are not really sensitive, we kind of fight it. I don't want to, I'm not going to cry. Not going to cry. It's not going to do it. Why you don't want to cry? I don't, it's just not me. You make me feel weak. You know? It's been oppressing on me for the past couple of weeks, but yesterday, and it started from my, on my birthday to where, when Pastor asked me, and I, I shared this with you guys, uh, August 18, when I said I didn't want anything. And anybody that know me again, I love to shop. I love, I, I had a time to where I, that wasn't a privilege for me to, to shop and get things. So that was not always my story. But God blessed me with an awesome man of God that he really gardens and he takes care of his garden and he really blesses me. So um, short stories that um, it started then on my birthday when I said I just feel successful and not about things or accolades or my degrees or anything like that. I just felt whole. And when you feel whole, you have 
you don't feel a need for anything because you feel complete. How? There's no, there's no need, you know. And I felt like that uh, when I turned 53. I was like, wow. I was like, really? What is this all about? And my flesh kept trying to talk to me. Yeah, that's something. Think about something. You can ask for something. The flesh kept trying to demand for a thing. And uh, so even for uh, my granddaughter going back to school, and she'd been transitioned from going from private school to public school, and I've been kind of concerned about that and all these things and concerned about, you know, Star's life and just all what she's doing. She's just been an awesome mom, an awesome leader. She's an entrepreneur, and she's working hard. She's a worshiper at heart, and, you know, just was like I just wanted to do this I said so don't worry about it you know me and your dad got on it for school and so but I went without pastor so Lord I got in trouble spending so anyway I just blessed my granddaughter uh, I don't think she will want for anything when it comes to clothes or anything like that no so did that and then yesterday, when Pastor decided to take Star down to a workout, I began to look at my grandchildren as I was studying, and I was overwhelmed. Again, that's not me being, you know, my emotions just start to press real heavy on me. And I, then I thought about my um, other two grand uh, children, my sons, that's in Georgia, and I. I said, wow, what would it feel like they're all in the same place at one time? And just feeling love and feeling family, Berta. What family really means. And, and I was like, whoa, what's happening? I'm ready to cry. I'm welting up. I'm feeling happy. I said, why are you crying? <laughs> I was like, stop. And then I, um, I text my son. And I was like, I really need to see my grandson. Can you... I want to FaceTime. I said, I'm really feeling emotional. And he said, Mom, don't cry. He said, but they're asleep. And he sent me pictures of them. Then I, I realized what God was doing. He was allowing me to see love being expressed, God's love. Not about things, but he was allowing me to see God's expression. Ashanti was over. She was getting her hair done. And Pastor was talking to her. And he was just, you know, he's very conversational. He's always tending to the hearts of people. And that's what really was pressing on my heart. He was just love being expressed. And so then when Star came up, she was like, she was crying. But she said, I felt that, you know, she felt mean, and I felt her. I felt love. I even felt her without her holding me. Because God was showing me his touch through his shepherd. See, you haven't been touched until you're touched by God. Bird. We can't fight it anymore, Bird. <laughs> we can't fight it people of God a true touch from God you know and um, 
God had um, given me to teach on the portals. I had completed the message. But I learned from Friday that the people of God is not ready for portals. And portals to really understand when there is an open heaven. And when there's an open heaven, there's twofold anointing that's released along with revelation. So, Pastor, and this is through worship. I was hearing so much when you were teaching. Because it's by God's touch. This is why we are to, he said, I created you to worship me. Right? But it's in the worship that the supernatural, what you can't see, the mass of the matter, of matter, I'm going to science now, matter. And we're going to talk about matter. But it has, you have to know, first of all, and understand faith. We haven't really experienced faith. We've been experiencing, this is why people don't worship, they don't pray. Because you have to exit out of one portal to another. See, we stay in time trying to experience heaven. You can't be in the east time zone trying to experience what's in California time zone. East and west time zone are different. Opposite. Correct. Opposite. And keep that in mind, Terrence. Opposite. Wow. Go to Genesis. Because um, I'm going to briefly talk about portals. I'm going to briefly, because it's, it's going to enter. It's, I need to give you the introduction of that, the foundation of that. And I give you the rest of the teaching next Sunday because you have to really have this teaching today. But Jen says, what is it I gave you? 2813. Read that for me. Yes, ma'am. Genesis chapter 28 at verse 13 in the Amplified Classic Bible. And behold, the Lord stood over and beside him and said, I am the Lord the God of Abraham, your father, your forefather, and the God of Isaac, I will give to you and to your descendants the land on which you are lying. I don't think that's it. Genesis 28. Is that it, please? He talked about him being an open door. Try that. And as he's getting there, he's talking about being, well, actually, he's talking about Jacob here, the ladder, and where the angels, 
he see the angels coming, descending and ascending. Okay? That's, that's the scripture we're talking about. Jacob's ladder. And he sees, but God is there. God is at the top. So we talk about, we focus on the angels that we see coming down and going back up. But what we don't focus on, what we should focus on, is God is standing on top of the ladder. Verse 12. Read. <laughs> Verse 12. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. Stop. First of all, dream whether he was asleep. See, he had to leave one dispensation to another. He had to leave you know, one zone to another zone. See, we're still trying to experience some, someone who is supernatural that's beyond time to our natural that's in time. This is why he's not real to us. And a ladder represents a channel, a mode of direction, a mode of transportation from one place to another. Come with the level. Go ahead, minister. Uh, so, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Verse 13. Mm -hmm. And behold, the Lord stood over and beside him. Stop. Again, we always talk about the angels descending us in ascending, right? Going up and down. They're simply working. They shouldn't be your focus. <laughs> See, we're all with angels. They hear, they don't. They're working as we should be working. Hear me. They're working for God as you should be working. Angels on assignment. But God, he's standing at the top of the ladder. So he's standing at the top of your life, around beside. But go read. And said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, your forefather, and the God of Isaac. I will give to you and to your descendants the land on which you are lying. You can stop there. See, but how do I get heaven to earth? How do I get heaven to earth is the question. You've heard a lot of things, but what you, and we hear about angels, we talk about angels, but we don't talk about how do I really exist in the supernatural? How do I travel? Because you have to travel. How do I travel from one time zone to another? Okay. This is why God's not real to us. It's a concept. I can't get it. I don't feel them. It's not about a feeling. It's about a portal. 
not about feeling. It's about a known portal that you have to go through. And it happens in worship. Why did he say, I created you to worship me? Because when you worship, you build, talking about building, you build upon the matter. You build a mass upon the matter. And it opens the portal for you actually to go through. This is why he says, I'm the door. Now, enter my gates with thanksgiving. See, see how the word now should come alive? And it's not just a saying. Enter my gates with thanksgiving. He's not talking about the actual door. He said, because I am the door. Enter my gates. With, how do I enter the gates of God? Enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. Bernice, this is how I get to heaven. And I bring heaven to earth. See, we're hearing messages. You're hearing all types of messages. But somehow you still cannot connect to God for real. You're hearing all types of messages. You're going on, you're going, you're traveling. You're doing even missionary work. You're doing all these things. See, you're doing all these things and you're hearing a lot. Heard a lot, done a lot. But the one thing that we have not perfected is how do I bring heaven to earth? Thy kingdom come. How do I get the kingdom, Terrence, to come? See, but he said, I place it inside of you. But I'm in the earth. Oh, see, the, see your life going to change today. If you, if you can receive this as truth. Because he said you must worship. Why did he say that? You must, it's, it's mandatory that you worship me in spirit and truth. Because you are a spirit. You're not your flesh. You're not your reason. You're not your intellect. You are a spirit that has been made in my image. So I said, okay, God, I, 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 I will backtrack. I had a complete message ready for the porter. But he said, no, this has to be first. They must understand the macrocosm of our faith. See, I mean, where, where do you go to hear this kind of talk? First of all, what are you saying? Universe. You must first understand the universe or the world of your faith. Because your faith is a world. Your faith is a type of universe. And the world's were framed by the spoken words of God. See, see how you, these scriptures should be connecting now. I mean, they're just hanging here. You got scripture hanging here. 
Got a question. It's almost like a math equation that you can't seem to get to. The, the E, at, you know, you, we can't quite finish it. The microcosm of our faith. That's the title of the text. Meaning universe or world. Your faith, Terrence, has a world. We're going to be talking about the ability to believe beyond reason. Brother, I mean, you're going to go someplace. Girl, I mean, you're in my spirit. Roberta's in my spirit right now. <laughs> See, the enemy, will he likes to house his faith in us. Which is of this world. Okay, I'm going to hear y'all. Y'all just don't even know what God is doing. See, words to remember before we get going. Write these down. Things. Because the world loves things, don't we? Types and shadows. Image of Christ. Okay? You're going to hear things a lot. And when I go deep into the discussion, you're going to understand why in the Old Testament, see, God is such the divine architecture. Why did he put so many types and shadows that seemed like it was such a mystery? And then the people, and then a, the people who were not his disciples were saying, why do you speak to us in parables? Why can't you just speak to us plainly? Because I have to, I have to show you types and shadows before it comes because you're not going to believe me when it comes. I have to show you. Can't get, I can't get ahead of myself. I want you to say this. Never, I'm not saying speak to your neighbor. I just want you to say this. Over and beyond. Over and beyond. Beyond and above. Beyond and above. Hear this. Say it again. Over and beyond. Over and beyond. Beyond, and above. beyond and above. What is that? That's faith. Faith is over and above your reason. Over means across a barrier or intervening space. Faith comes as a barrier to intervene your reason. It comes in and intervene your space. Faith comes and intervene your world. Because God gave his only begotten son and he came and intervened into your world. Oh, see, y'all know I ain't working. You ain't working with me. You're not working. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who should ever believe in him shall have everlasting life. See, God sent his son the word, 
wrapped up in flesh. See, he sent to you spirit. He sent to you God's logic and your logic. He sent to you the mind of Christ and your mind. He sent to you in the world but not of the world. He sent his son. <laughs> See, when you hear the word of God, at times, this is why the word convicts, it challenges, it confronts, it intervenes your space. See, Terrence, you don't want me to get up all in your face interrogating you. See, I feel, first of all, I'm convicted about something's wrong. I change your world. You're paring down your way of thinking. And we don't want no one to change our way of thinking, your mindset. And faith does that. It says you're thinking wrong. And I come to invade and intervene in your world. So you're thinking, so your, your mindset, you, we come here already sitting with a mindset and faith. This is why God sent his son to intervene your world. How you been running things? How you been doing things? Faith also can be considered as to bring Catch this. This may be, uh, you know, and I'm not even, I'm not going to go beyond 130 because I'm not going to rush this. It may go on to the uh, next uh, Sunday. Faith is this. It brings the underside up. How <laughs> it brings the underside up. I saw this thing this morning. It's nothing like when Holy Spirit talked to you, Adam. Thou kingdom come. Listen to me. How do we bring heaven to earth? Thou kingdom come. Top part of my hand is the kingdom. The bottom is the world. It says that faith turns the underside up. That's the world. Now, heaven now is facing you. So, you're not working with me. You're not working with me. See, I'm messing with your reason and your logic. This is, this is God's mind. This is why he says, have the mind of Christ. What does that mean? See, you got to be God-centered. See, we, we are self-centered. This is mean. This is how I think you're self-centered. Now, the word of God has to be your center. Faith again. What it does, the most important thing that faith does, it brings the underside, which is the world, the bottom of my hand, up. Which now... Heaven is on earth. See, now I can bring heaven. 
How do I do it? My faith does it. It flips something that's, that, that looks like, see now, it's, this is why he says, the just must live by faith. Because faith gives you the accurate perspective. Your reasoning, see your reasoning is going by appearance. Faith doesn't go by appearance. What faith does, it takes what appeared to be that is not to be. Revelation, Holy Spirit. See, the, see right now how the description is coming to me is not because this is teacher male. It's because of revelation. Now, how do I call those things to be that is not? Faith turns what appears to be that is not to be. Now, heaven on earth. I don't live by what I see. I live by what I speak. And you shall have what you say, Celeste. So be careful what you say, How? Nicole, you have to start saying what God says about your life. I wake up and I say what God says. I lay down and I say what God says. See, and then my situation, the way that it appears that it has to be, faith brings it upside right. See, I've told on faith before, but you haven't heard this before. How much does God love us? Faith is above. I told you to keep in mind over and beyond, beyond and above. Faith is above because it's superior. It's superior to your reason. It's greater than your reason. Check this. Is out of your reach, but it's within your reach. It's out of your reach, but it's within your reach. Because it's not with my mind and my intellect, but with the mind of Christ I reach. Stop reaching with your resources. Stop reaching with the things in your bank account. Stop reaching with your job, whether I have a job or don't have a job. He said, I will turn faith, your captivity, and it will be like you dream. See, I see y'all. See how the word keep coming up? That's why you should be looking at your life. The word keep coming. Lord, the word keep coming up. Upon the earth. It shouldn't be here. No, I, I take one step and then and it seems like I, I, I take one step, then I take two steps back and something's always going to my life. Now, you shall have what you say. What are you saying? I'm sad. I'm depressed. You shall have what you say. You are a speaking spirit. You carry now the government of the kingdom. Okay. Okay, you can change your direction. Catch this. 
you can change your direction. It's not your employer. You can change your direction in a moment. Because faith is now. You can change it. The unseen universe and the time universe, they are in battle. They're in battle. The battle of the worlds. The unseen and the seen. Faith and reason keep colliding. That's what happened in your mind. Faith and reason. Man, I'm confused. I know, I, you know things are not going right. I don't know what to do. See, faith and reason is colliding. Double-minded man received nothing from the Lord. The word of God says you're in the world, but not of the world. So the question I said, okay, Lord, I, I believe that. So how do I genuinely enter into the unseen universe then? You're telling me I'm in the world, but not of the world. I begin to think, I said, Lord, see, when I read the word, I need, see, the dreaming part is that when he talked to me, I see. I see. Cindy, it's like I begin because nothing is the way that it really appears. Nothing, Berta. Your situation, your life, your bank account, unless it aligns to the will of God, it does not appear the way that it really appears. It is like you're in at a carnival. You don't go to a carnival and all these mirrors, and things are not what it really is appear to be matrix right and it was those worlds right okay so we go to these movies we see these things and we just entertain but it has a backing of a type of truth so how do you generally enter into what's the unseen universe how do I really enter into that faith? Well, if you truly yield your will to the word of God today, you will in reality, right now, enter into a new realm of faith. The revelation will come to you as never before, Al, concerning the supernatural. So, the world beyond has gone on. Listen to this. The world beyond has gone on without you. The world beyond that's out of my reach. It has gone on without you. And that shouldn't be the case for the believer. See, because we can't, we can't naturally comprehend it, and you're trying to naturally comprehend the world beyond. It's a place where reason isn't permissible. Okay. See, see you're going to want the Holy Spirit for real one day. See, this is what happens when you, when you, I mean, you and the Holy Spirit are intertwined. You are one. He allows you to enter the true door and the true gate of heaven. 
Natural. What, nat- what does natural mean? Natural is nothing more than a supernatural slowdown. I just love, God is just taking me higher, and that means he's taking you higher. Natural is nothing more than the supernatural slow down. Supernatural is nothing more than the natural speed up. See, the supernatural is is nothing more than the natural sped up in its original time. See, this real revelation. This is not, oh, I got a word. Let me tell you about your life. This is truly fixed at Jesus. We need to hear this. I mean, because you have to understand the natural and the supernatural. Otherwise, you don't even understand your existence. Because there are another world going on and you're not aware of it. The world beyond. Star Trek. We have some Star Trek fans. I mean, I was Captain Kirk. He was... Captain Kirk was my man. Okay. Star Wars. All right. See, we, we got that, right? We, all right, Chris. Chris is Star Wars. See, that, there's a world beyond. See, what you were seeing was, Westworld. see, all, all these worlds, okay? <laughs> Supernatural, and I said for the, the third time, is nothing more than the natural sped up in its original time, which is an infinite time that has no beginning and no end. Okay. I mean, I question. I mean, I, I don't question Holy Spirit, but I do have questions for Holy Spirit. I don't question Holy Spirit authority, but I do have questions for Holy Spirit. So this was my question to Holy Spirit. I said, wait a minute, how is the supernatural considered to be in the category of time? You know, because when we, we think about time, time is a, a period or occasion that's, that has some type of measurement, right? Quantum physics, right? But when we talk about eternity, there is no measurement of time. But for our sake, he has to put it in a category of a time that you can relate to, but it's infinite, which has no beginning and no end, which means that it's always existed, which is now. So everything has to already have happened, and it's still happening, and it's past. So this is where you're getting in the book of Ecclesiastes. You know, he requires history to repeat itself, to repeat itself, right? See, if you don't connect the scripture, you won't grow. The reality... The world of the supernatural, which is the true reality, can only be experienced when you understand that things are not as they appear. You have someone clap for me. Your true reality 
the world, we're talking about the world beyond, that's your true reality. It can only be experienced when you understand, comprehend that things, remember I said you have to remember that word, that word things are not as they appear. Again, this is why he says, we walk by faith. Walk means live and thrive. We live by what doesn't appear. We live by what is upside right. <laughs> See, okay, okay. Not by sight. We don't live by what appears, but we live by what does not appear. So why do you get oppressed, depressed, sad, filled with anxiety by what you see? This is why James says, count it all joy. See, now the scripture should be coming alive. Count it all joy. When my spouse walk out on me, I lose my job, no money in the bank. See, count what? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to, right. It doesn't make, make logical sense. But I don't live by my natural senses. I live by my faith. Okay. Because my faith takes me beyond my senses. I can see already all the promise of God. God says, what I have for you, Ashanti, is already locked and fenced in and sitting ready prepared for you. He said, and I've already, I've already answered your prayer before you ask. Okay. All right, all right. We need revelation to make withdrawals from the world beyond. See, we can't pull from heaven because we don't have any revelation. See, this is why even Stephen said while he was being stoned, he saw the heavens open. He was being stoned. Who, and this basically means that when you're being beat down by your situation, life circumstances, he said, he saw the heavens open up. And he said, Lord God, they don't even know what they know. He started praying for the people that were stoning him. It goes back to say, pray for your enemy. Those that despitefully use you. Because God's going to deal with them. See, he was able to still, not in the, the face of adversity, to lose faith, but his faith even grew strong because he was able to see a revelation. He, it was a portal that was opened up. Okay. All right. Apostle Paul, he had a revelation. He, had, he saw a portal open. He, he was knocked off his horse. And he said it was a bright light that almost blinded him. And eventually he did get blinded. But what happens is that when you 
faith comes in your life, it comes in your space, it comes in your mindset, it comes in your way of thinking, and it makes room for the supernatural. And only then can you make a withdrawal from heaven, from the world beyond, and bring it into now. Faith does this. It brings. And I was like, what the to bring mean? Faith carries. It conveys. Faith communicates. Hear me. Faith communicates. It, it's a, a conduct. It is a... A cause, it calls someone to bring something to it or towards a person that's speaking. So when you're speaking in faith, the thing in or people have to come to you. Faith has the ability and power to bring. It's not you that's communicating. It's faith that's communicating. Come faith. Faith conveys to heaven to bring. Oh, see, no. See, y'all, see, you're not excited. You know why? Because you don't. You, you, some of us are still in the natural, not in the supernatural. I'm going to say that again because you need to get that. Faith brings. Faith communicates to heaven. Bring to earth. Until you can conceive that, you can't live it. Amen. Planted in, in the soul, the minds of the people. Faith, again, is the underside up. This is why we said, the word of God says, what's loose in or is bound in heaven is loose and bound in earth. See, we're just saying it, but how is this done? By a true believer that speaks in faith, which gives faith an assignment to communicate to heaven and bring to earth. I know, I said, I use myself as an example. I was in a, a bad marriage, I mean, physical abuse, I mean, just in, mentally physical, all of that. Financial woes, all any woes, it was on that list and category, and I was experiencing it. Homeless, lost houses, cars, lost everything besides the mind of Christ. I had a conversation with God, and I said, just like he said, because he's speaking spirit fear. I said, Lord God, I know that this is not the life that you intended for me. And I begin to speak my promises that he gave me. I said, I will not be broke another day in my life. I'm not going to look at another bill. When I get married, my husband, I'm going to walk in the house that's already bought. I mean, I spoke in faith, having no doubt, no matter what I saw or what appeared to be, and when I spoke it, faith communicated to heaven and brought it to me. 
I don't even look at bills. I don't deal with bills. My husband do. And he have to take that in his office. I don't want to even deal with the Terrence. Because where it had me as a woman. That's not for a woman to do. She's not called to be a provider. That's a load that she's not been assigned to carry. She's been called to help me. To help you meet your purpose and, and destination on earth. And to pray over your mind and pray for wisdom and insight and favor with men. We're the transmittal between heaven and earth. What's here now is here by means of a spoken word. What's here now? Where you at? It's here because of a spoken word. Ah, you, Celeste, be careful what you speak because this time I want you to I want you to pray about it. I want you to brainstorm about it and then give it to Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, now you look at my list and you redefine my list and now I'll speak. For my life, for my children, for my welfare, now I'll speak. I said, Lord God, because it's so good. What Pastor said, you have to have a plan. The man of God don't have a plan. Where are you going? And see, in the man, you affect the lives of everyone else because you are the leader. You are the covering. You have the accountability. You're the one that's responsible for the outcome of the family. And I said, Lord God, I said, I said, because I know it's your will to get married again. I have to be married. And he, he doesn't favor divorce, but he gives room for it for certain reasons. And I said, Lord God, I said, my husband has to be a man of God, not a man that goes to church. He has to be a true man of God. That is a huge difference, Roberta. He has to be a trophy. He has to be, I need to stumble upon you in prayer. I done got up and I've done that. I've done that, Renee. I've gotten up in the middle of the night. I mean, we've been asleep for hours and I'm going to the bathroom. And I'm he at the base of the bed kneeling. But he's there in silence. He ain't making no noise. It's just him and the Lord. Lord, so, so now I got the habit of, okay, I, I got to be careful how I get up. I may stumble across my husband praying. See, but God told me when he, before he gave his life to Christ, I said, you're going to have to, your notice is going to come in prayer. You can go through all the things that I had to go through. A good thing you didn't. I had to jump out in a moving car. And I mean, Lord Jesus, I felt like Paul for a moment. But anyway, shipwreck. I mean, it was a lot of stuff going on. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, border gun. Lord, do I, do I, you know, does this man life is required? I really, you know, kill him. Because he was abusive. He was going to kill me. See, that's real. 
And I carried the gun in my Bible case. I'm thinking, Lord God, then I can't get him out of my house. He's abusive. I called the police, can't get him out. Threatening my life. My father had just died, it had, and we hadn't even placed him in the ground. And he's saying to me, do you want to join your dead father? See, okay. What I did, because I wanted to open my mouth, as most of us women want to, and I said, God told me I still had to be a wife to this man that was not a provider. He was not even considered better than a heathen. I said, Lord, he won't work, won't keep work, won't do nothing. He's abusive. He won't take care of home. With, I'm getting put out. I said, you, you telling me. I, all this is going on, conversation with me, while he is threatening to kill me. God said, it's not unto him, it's unto me. I said, Lord, you ask a hard thing. Brother, but I tried to open my mouth. When I opened my mouth, I spoke nothing but in tongues. And I felt down on my knees. You know, this is crazy. When the man just started my life, I done felt down on my knees in front of my guess what? I chopped my head off. I don't know. But I fell down on my knees because I could only sense and hear God's voice. So when he threatened to take my life, I said, I said, I don't fear any man except the one that can destroy the body and the soul, and you're not him. And fear, this grown man, I'm telling you, he went into the bathroom and locked himself up. He said, oh, you just crazy. You know why? Because he sensed I didn't fear him anymore. I only feared my Lord. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about the microcosm of our faith, people of God. Wow. Let's go to our foundation scripture here. And we have probably maybe a little less than 10 minutes. We're going to have to do part two. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> <laughs> it is it's, it's God he has some stuff for us Dr. Caroline and I tell you the place that he's taking us next for those who are willing to go your life and everything around it will radically change and I, I even heard why Pastor was teaching is that I heard now when it comes to the scripture the wealth of the wicked is laid for the just I for me now, what he gave me, and in that moment, was just because initially when pastors started teaching, I just felt the wealth of the word. I felt the wealth of the word. And when he talks about wealth, it's not, see, the world, he said, this is why we, we're not to look at the world and that we see them with these things to be jealous, jealous of, envious of them. He said, because I've already given you everything, again, everything that pertains to life and godliness. 
We just won't possess it because we can't experience the world beyond. Okay? Read Al, Mr. Al. This is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3 in the Weymouth New Testament. I'm, I'm taking Holy Spirit, just take me another way. Just go with me. <laughs> it so reads, through faith, we understand that the worlds came into being. Stop. Worlds. Go down. And still exist mm -hmm. at the command of God. So that what is seen does not owe its existence to that which is visible. Stop. See, see, that's how you just look at Berta when, 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 when Holy Spirit really he he releases a revelation. Like, yo, this is what your reason do, huh? Because it can't comprehend it. It says here, through faith. And faith is, let's go to the word through. The word through. But people say, I'm going through. I think Pastor kind of talked about this a little while back. Through. Through means done. I'm going through. You already finished. You're done. You're at the end. Through means at the end of. <laughs> Faith itself is, that's why it's considered now. It's the end of, it's done. It's finished. So we understand that everything is done is at, and is at its end at the command of God. So that what, so that what is seen with the natural eye does not owe itself is existed to that which is visible. So the unseen, what you see, break it down, what you see does not owe its existence to what you see. The mic in my hand does not owe its existence to man. It does not owe its existence to explanation. Can't be explained. Can only be received. Can only be accepted. Can only be acknowledged. Christ. Acknowledge him and accept him. Faith. Okay. All right. See, we have to, we have to go up another level. We, we, we've been in the remedial class long enough. Amen? Amen? Level up. By faith, we understand, meaning our perception, our understanding. You have the ability to perceive beyond the natural. You have the ability to receive beyond the natural. Reason is, the word reason is the root of all of your unbelief. 
The root cause of your unbelief is your reason. Faith, again, is over and, and above your reason. Faith believes and speaks ahead of time. Get this, you don't even have to believe. Faith believes. In faith speaks. Above and ahead of time. See, God may not come when you want, but he's always on time. Because faith goes ahead. Time doesn't determine your faith. Faith supersedes the law of time. Time was created out of eternity, and faith speaks from an eternal point of view. Get this. Faith speaks from a viewpoint. See, you have no opinion. Faith becomes your opinion. Oh, see, y'all, okay, y'all ain't trying to. See, you ain't trying to work with me today. See, you need to get rid of your opinion because faith has a viewpoint. Faith's viewpoint is heaven. Your opinion is earth, which keeps you bound to its law and its reasoning. Okay. Okay. You've got five minutes. <laughs> time versus faith. Time. We talked about that. It's a condition at, at present or at a specific period. And we talk about it's, it can be measured, right? Faith believes it and speaks it ahead of time. We have to live it out and say it in the spirit. This is why Paul said, I speak more in the spirit than all of you. Why did he say that? Because it built me up on my most holy faith. Now I can speak. So if you're not speaking in the spirit, faith is weak. So you're not building a mass of matter. Okay. See, there's a physical reality with speaking. See, I'm speaking, but you can't see anything, right? But there's a, we're going to get into science, basic science. Okay. But I, I do realize how God used physics and math. And his word. Okay? And this is why he gave you his spirit, because his spirit is highly intellectual. Okay? No excuse, no matter what your IQ is. Okay? There's a physical reality with speaking. Until we speak, nothing is manufactured from the world beyond. Okay? Until you speak, there's nothing that's made or will manifest from the world beyond. You're waiting on things to change. 
but you are the heaven agent of change. See, you're waiting to change, but you are heaven's agent of change. See, it's hard to even believe it, even at this point. It's okay. Two minutes. Law of conservation of mass. Okay? And I'll stop. I'll stop there. Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. I know Pastor loved this. It can only be changed. Okay? Matter, it can't be created nor destroyed. It can only be changed. Science support the supernatural. This is in science. This was taught to us as, you know, middle school, high school. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, you may have heard it. But you can definitely, this is, this is outside the Bible, but it's inside the Bible, okay? Even if you're not a believer, you would have to believe that because you believe the fact of man. You believe man, Lord, right? Okay. Faith is the invisible mass from which God creates the seen dimension. Okay. Okay. So I have one minute left. Again, faith is the invisible mass from which God creates the scene. This is the scene dimension. So when we say faith is the substance, <laughs> faith is this podium, the substance. Of things, <laughs> see, of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen, because it's matter, and matter is physical. You just can't see it. Dalton, you would have to agree with me, won't you, with that? We know little science. I know you do. You are intellectual. Okay? So, again, the law of, of conservation of mass. And I'm going to end it here. Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. It only changes. Okay? So, this is why we don't look at, Verlina, what appears. This is why, again, James is counted all joy. Because what I see is not what it really appears to be. When I walk in the courtroom, turn and see, and when I get noticing that, and I hear all the naysaying, I hear all the bad news starting, and then things are not adding up right. What I see does not yet, does not yet appear. Ferdinand. <laughs> What is it is to be. So now I must speak what is not to be. I must speak what is not to be. 
I cannot agree with my reasoning, which is my logic. Because when I agree with what I see, I become one with that. And that manifests. See, either way, if I agree with logic and reason, you shall have what you say. And it works every time. But what I do instead, I, I now say, Cindy, it does not yet appear. <laughs> hey, what it shall be. <laughs> but I know the promises that God has for me. And God says, I will be just like, Pastor, please come up with that. Because you, you're, you're in a part because he says, in the beginning, see, when he created man, That's right. he created man in his image. Adam. I created him in my appearance and who I am. Though you're not God. That's right. <laughs> you're now God's, but you're not God. See, that, that mirror, now what you look in mm-hmm. is God. You looking in the mirror, which is the word of God, a reflection of God. Now you should appear. Because what I see, see what's going on is that when I look in the mirror, I'm not seeing God. You're seeing yourself, Celeste. You're seeing yourself, Nicole. You're not seeing God. He said, I created you in my image. So when I stand and I look in the mirror... I should see the image, the very DNA, everything that says God is, I am. See, but reasoning, see, I'm looking at, even with losing weight. See, I had to do something that was messed with my logic and reasoning, Adam. I say it. I'm going to go on a fast. See, you have to do some things that tricks your flesh because it has a mind. And it likes to go ahead of you. And I, when I went on the fast, it wasn't so. A lot of times we go on the fast. I did it because, for real, a lot of times people, they go on the fast because they whatever reason they go or it's religious. Or they said God said it, but, they, but God didn't say it. So God, so I was in a place where I was telling the pastor, I said, I don't like to go on fast. And not because I, you know, you know, I'm afflicting my flesh, but because we were, you know, people were going fast and they would get off the fast. And I said, you know, people don't keep their word. I mean, and I need to know that God say this. I'm not just going on a fast to go on a fast. And when God gave it to me, Terrence, it was when I was in prayer. That's right. It was a Tuesday night prayer. And I came up and I, I looked around. It was kind of it was ironic how my intercessors were standing around me. And I said, oh, I said, they're not going to like what i got to say. I don't even like what I'm going to say. And God gave it to me. And if they're going to serve me, and you're supposed to be reflecting the image of me, keeping your own identity. So I gave the fast to them. I said, okay. He said, 21 days. I said, but he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me what and how. See, but some people read off 21 days or 40 days and, and not to do this and I'm not going to do that. No, he, when he speaks, it's clear 
exact details. I said, first of all, I probably didn't hear the rest because I didn't want to hear fast. And so, Pastor, he told me, not that day. I met, I met with him. I told him, it's 21 days. I said, but until he tell me how and when to start, I won't tell you. It was probably maybe a day or so later that he, from details to, to what to allow in our eye gates and our ear gates, and then what to eat, and then with each person, it was something unique to the person as well. So it was a, comp- yes, it was a comprehensive fast with exact details. And when I did it, so it won't by oh, oh no, no, uh, uh, the Daniel fast or the, see, see that was for Daniel. <laughs> he didn't give me the Daniel fast. He gave me for right this time and this season fast for you and those that are serving you. And when I did that, not knowing, see, part of my spiritual, spiritual elevation And then I lost, not on purpose because I wasn't trying to lose weight, but some time back I was. (laughs) And couldn't. And couldn't. I have now lost, I had reached 170 pounds. I'm now 148. Amen. As of this morning. And I have eight more pounds to go. And I wasn't trying. And I didn't even really exercise. 18. I didn't exercise. For real. I can count how many times I exercised. <laughs> if you can count, you really didn't exercise. So I'm saying I didn't exercise. I've lost 22 pounds. My goal, my goal, daughter, is 30 pounds. Now I'm like, oh, I lost weight. Oh, I can finish this. Oh. And that wasn't my goal. My goal was to simply obey God. And in my obedience... Eric, in my obedience, I got more than I even thought I was going to get out of it. Amen. You truly have to hear God. It has to be a portal. And it's during worship that those portals are open. And you got to know when to step in. Amen. Now, yeah, you're not going to get away that quick. Because they, they still hungry. Hold on a second. That's all wonderful. Y'all know I'm all for that. Go back. Hold on. To what you were saying about the image. Napkin for my face. I feel, I feel, oh, I'm dramatic. I can get dramatic sometimes. I just feel really I'm hard. glad we video on this. We can cut this all out. <laughs> I can cut this out. No, we can keep this in. Go ahead. I can cut it out. Okay. Right, <laughs> Pastor. Yes. Okay, take two. Okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were going back and you were saying something really good about the image. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember exactly what you said? In reference uh, to, reference to God, Adam. And God created. I am looking in that in the mirror in that reflection yes mm-hmm. so what i, I would you in my image that's right yeah. mm-hmm. but you said it won't right this is how satan fell i i i heard you this is how satan fell say i went to the world beyond i heard you. i know that's right mm-hmm. this is how he fell because he thought himself equal, equal above actually he said oh, i will above. go above yeah i was sitting like the most high okay hold on so and he was the anointed chef that did what? Cover God's anointing. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he thought his, that it was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet it was God's anointing. Yes. You can't be above. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was just right there. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we talk, well, what happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how iniquity was found in him. Yeah. Satan, yeah. He thought he was something he was not. 
like us. Yeah. A lot of times we think we're something we're not. Like your flesh. Yeah. With this appetite. Did you learn anything? And this lust. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing like you, Dad. You, this is really good. So you said, I, I can't just, you, you're talking about science now. You can't go. That's my thing. Hold on. I think it's a few other people in here, too. You need to know that. God is the author of that. So the particles, you were talking about everything exists in matter. As we know, matter, really, you are not really solid. No. Yeah. You are really made of the unseen. Yeah. You really yeah. are. Yeah. Everything that you see, mm. and if you break it down to its most minute molecular subatomic mm. right. particle. Yeah. It's invisible. It's invisible. Mm-hmm. Yet seen. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Yes. So, so, so this is really good. You might so go into my teaching for. I'm not going. Okay. Hold on. I won't. But hold on. So, really, um, you know, this is my thing. I know. So, really, everything that we see is really not seen. Yeah, but it's not as it it's really, and then you know, if you break down that molecule to the smallest, smallest, minute quarks, that's a part, that's quarks, the smallest part, if you split it, split it, keep it to the Mm -hmm. hundredth, whatever, Mm -hmm. it ceases to exist in this realm, in the same realm, and it becomes omnipotent everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ceased to exist in the time. It appears everywhere. Yeah. You cannot break it down. The see, I don't want to say this. You, you can't separate. Mm-hmm. You can't separate the scene and the unseen. You really can't. No. You can't separate it. You really can't separate it. This is why he said, I am the, uh, the hold on, the universe. It's so good. It was hitting me. The universe is they're saying slowing down mm-hmm. in this expansion. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, excuse me. No, it's speeding up. Sorry. Light is slowing down. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 187 million miles per second. It's slowing down, yet the universe is speeding up. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Time. Okay. So, <laughs> so yes. he so. says, I am the beginning and the end. Yeah. That's one point here. I'm the olive top. I'm the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. I'm the beginning and the end. How can the beginning and the end except it be the same? That's right. So one is slowing down. Yeah. One is speeding up. He said, if the days in the Bible said had not been shortened, yeah. no flesh would survive. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's in the scripture right there. Oh, it's right there. See, it's like you got to have Holy Spirit to understand it and decode and, and be revealed to you what he is saying. Because we, we just don't, we don't get it. Yeah. One, is speed up, one is slowing down to one point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's where your faith is because faith is now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Y'all got to get this thing. And no, all creation. And finally come to earth. So it could be heaven on earth. So it's all going to. You know, the summation. It's blowing my mind. Yeah. So, so. Let him go, Bill. Okay. We no, let him go. 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 Let go. It's good. We, oh, I want to say something else. We can share this next time. We can right, share okay, it okay. with me. Next time. I know, I know science Woo! is this thing. So, this is time for, 
we'll open up the altar for anyone who like prayer. Uh, <laughs> it's time also for the I want you to know, worship and your giving Come as well me. if you would want to. Um, or just to get more understanding uh, in reference to the microcosmic of your faith. If you just, Lord God, bring me to a place of reality of this teaching. You know, just to, if it's just agreement. You know, but that's my prayer that the you know, incorruptible word of God that you just heard is able to, you know, really reach the soul, the inner man, and uh, really take over your mindset. And you have a heavenly perspective. You see, from the point of view of faith, amen, I pray that you, your life, and everything around you has already dramatically changed because you know how to bring heaven to earth. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.